And we're back, Stripe Show podcast on a Tuesday. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Good to be back in Florida, in the studio, back in the saddle with you here. As we uh, we missed last week, Keith, I was uh, all over the country last week trying to get back from Montana. It was snowing. It was We had fog. We had all the above winter weather, and I couldn't get out of there. And then I finally did, and I got to the PGA show, and we were it just was a mess. So I said, let's bag it. But I'm back in uh, in warm Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida now and ready to talk some golf with my man, Keith Stewart, who's on site at one of the best properties in the game, Pebble Beach. I missed you, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, the PGA show was good last week. Uh, I can report in there was a huge buzz going on down mm-hmm. there. Still not enough betting talk for my liking, but, uh, you know, we're getting there. You know, I, yeah. I think of us as the tip of the spear. And people are paying attention to what's going on here. And uh, tough to win in 2024 with four long shots. Um, really kind of uh, sending the PGA Tour in a tailspin. But, uh, um, hey, we have a signature event. This seems like the unofficial start to the season. Um, everyone's a little bit on pins and needles out here because uh, we'll get into it in a second. But the forecast, but nine of the ten of the official world golf ranking are here 18 or 19 of the top 20. I don't know. Terrell Hatton's name's still here, but, uh, haven't seen him and, uh, let's get into it. Wow. So Terrell Hatton's still listed to play. Yeah. Hayden, Hayden Buckley would like that to change. He's the first wow. alternate, but, but, uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's so typical live that we have no idea what's happening. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, just for PGA Tour for that matter. I mean, I mean, where are we at right now? I wanted to ask you. You're out there on site and people, you know, moving around and a um, little chatter right now about this third party influx of money coming in, the Fenway Sports Group, some other individuals that might be a part of that. Um, you know, anybody like that likes golf, that has a lot of money, you know, wants to invest. It sounds like there's, you know, two, three billion maybe coming from this group uh, into the PGA Tour. That's a separate entity of, you know, PIF. Right, which is the the group that runs Live. You know, where are they? Are they going to be putting money into it? How is that all going to play out? I mean, there's just still so many questions, and it feels like a lot of the momentum is, yeah, there's going to be an influx of money coming in, whether it's from this third party group and or PIF. But then Live and PGA Tour still operate on their own, which like well what good does that do for the fragmentation of the sport great that there's more money involved and the guys can get even more money for what they're playing but what about the fragmentation of the sport how do we start bringing that together because to me that still is the single issue any chatter out there on where this thing's going to land maybe by week's end or into february well i tell you um there hasn't been a lot of talk starting all fall even at the biggest events in the fall there hasn't been any talk or any information like this, and things are really percolating, right? Which mm-hmm. leads me to believe where there's smoke, there's fire. All the guys, SI, Golf Channel, um, AP, you know, they, they're all buzzing. Their phones are buzzing. Things are happening. Um, I, I don't think that's quite how people expected it to play out, but it seems as if all three parties are on the same page. They've been talking a lot lately, and um, I get the sense from the people involved from the player side that they think there's going to be some sort of resolution where they're all going to be playing in the same place or have the ability mm-hmm. to play in the same place before this year is over, which is, I don't think that's anything anyone would have ever imagined that, you know, John Rahm might be able to play in the Memorial, let's say, you know, and um, that might be a little bit of stretching it, but I, I think that, I think that things are going to uh, marry up a little bit quicker. Um, I, I think that, uh, Live is still going to continue to be live. I mean, it, it cracks me up. You know, we got, I, I get asked a million questions about this and I'm not a beat reporter. You know, I'm, I'm a golf betting analyst and, right. you know, people ask me all the time. They're like, you know, what's John Rom's team? Don't know. Go check the website. <laughs> he's not, it's not there. You know, like John Rom, 500 million. He's not even on their website, right? They start yeah. on Friday, just Friday. Right. That's okay. Uh, Adrian Moronk, gone, you know, but no announcement, you know. <laughs> If Terrell Haddon's in Mayakoba or he's at Monterey, nobody knows. I mean, like, you would think you'd be proud and excited, you, you know, like like a dad running out of the delivery room or something. Be like, hey, I had a boy, I had a girl, 
his name's Travis, you know, like, uh, like yeah. we get, we get like these random, like totally crazy, like social media posts that the live bots can all then like attack and promote and do whatever. But like at the end of the day, I think that we understand more of what's going to happen with this framework than we do what's going to happen on Friday at Mayakoba. Mm-hmm. It's crazy out here. You know, it's, it is. it's like, it's just, I don't know. It's like, I don't even know what to say sometimes, but I, I definitely, there is definitely smoke out here and I would not be surprised if um, on and around these next three big events that the PGA tour takes the attention and uh, they, they make some sort of announcement. Maybe, maybe, maybe Genesis the week after the Super Bowl, or maybe this week when uh, we're in between uh, the football playoffs and the Super Bowl. Um, that makes kind of some PR sense to me. Well, he said it's crazy out there. It's crazy with these winners. I mean, you look at uh, these first four events: Chris Kirk two hundred to one, Grayson Murray four hundred to one, Nick Dunlop three hundred to one, Matthew Pavon one hundred and twenty-five to one. I mean, my goodness. You know, given the landscape, look, I, I, I'm all for the story. I think the, the Nick Dunlop story is a, is a terrific one. I think Grayson Murray story is a terrific one. I think the continued resurgence of Chris Kirk, uh, is a terrific one. I mean, there's certainly some tentacles that you can pull on there, but look, at the end of the day, given the landscape and the competition the PGA Tour has faced, uh, I don't think that's quite the way that they would like to have it scripted as far as the four guys, um, that they want in the winner's circle, but that's what it is. Um, I saw Jason Sobel at the um, PGA show, and I went over and talked to him. We were just kind of giggling, like, "Hey, did you uh, did you have Chris Kirk two hundred one? No, no. Did you have Grace? No, I didn't have him either. Not <laughs> like, like no one's like no one's had these guys uh, to this point uh, in the winner circle. So it's been tough um, from the landscaping perspective. But look, our audience is here to look ahead, and that's what we're going to do. And we've got an elevated event, folks, on our hands: Pebble Beach, AT and T. Pebble Beach Pro-Am. I am excited for this event for the first time in a long time. I Look, I kind of vented last year to you about this event and how I feel like it's gotten very tired. Um, and it's unfortunate because it's at the most beautiful place, arguably in the country, um, when it comes to a golf course. Certainly one of the most historic. Uh, number seven, the par three, might be the most photographed hole in the world. Um, you know, 18 speaks for itself. If, if, if eight, if, if seven's one, 18 probably one A. And so it's just a, it's a fantastic place. So much history there with the U.S. Open, the PGA Tour, et cetera, et cetera. The, 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 the women's U.S. Open last year. Um, yes. and so we go there now. It's elevated event. You've got Rory there. You've got Justin Thomas there. You've got Scotty Scheffler there. And what's crazy is these guys, most of these big names haven't been here at all uh, over the last five, six, seven, eight years at all. And so they're coming back to play Pebble Beach, which is fantastic. We're here to handicap it. You know the course. You're on site. Give the audience what in the hell we're looking for for a kind of player this week to win. And let's stay above that 125 to one because that's where it's probably going to be. <laughs> well, hey, before the com- before the comments blow up, um, they have most of them have been here in 2019, but that was June, not February. Right. They have not come in February to to play this place. They were here for the U.S. Open in 2019, but um, overall, uh, the big story this week. Before I even get to the guys and the format change and the amount of money that's on the line is that the weather up here is out of control. I mean, there's a maelstrom on Monterey that's coming. And, I mean, tomorrow, there I doubt there will be one practice round played tomorrow. It's supposed to rain mm-hmm. over an inch and a half and blow like 30 miles an hour. Um, it's supposed to rain all four days. Last year, Justin Rose, he won on a Monday. Uh, they're going to have their struggles again this year. It's such a shame that this, you know, this event that was on life support is now all of a sudden is just like under siege from the weather. Right here, and the whole West Coast has been for for much of the winter. Um, the golf courses were soft to begin with. They expect another three to four inches of rain during this this week. Um, it's nice today. It's I mean it's overcast, but it's cool. The average temperature, the highs this week are going to be in the mid fifties, so it's going to be cool and damp. The first two days, you get Spyglass Hill and you get Pebble Beach. Um, both of them are exposed to the elements. You know, those first six holes there at Spyglass go right out to the ocean, to the Pacific Ocean. Of course, uh, obviously, we have the iconic setting of Pebble Beach. That is exposed to the elements. 
And this thing's really going to be a mutter's test. It's going to be a test of fortitude more than anything else. I, I'm look, we get to the board. I'm, I'm looking for guys that like to get dirty. They like yeah. to get ugly, you know, uh, guys that, that play golf ugly and they still find a way to score. But before we get there, you know, we're going to see the AMs for two days. We're going to see two different courses for two days. We go to Pebble. Um, I'm, I'm excited that it's, this is a major championship venue and we're going to get some major championship players here. Yep. Exper- experience is a big deal though. And the last thing I'll say is as we kind of lead into the betting board is that every winner since 2006 has had a top 20 for top 21 finish or better prior to winning. Mm. So that means okay. that they're here. So yeah, okay. Rory played her in 2018, but Scotty only in that 2019 open Xander, no experience. I mean, it's like, no you know, it, 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 you know, no, none in February. It's like, it's crazy to me that all these great players are here at this great place. And it's, you know, we're looking at the, the guys like Matt McNeely and talking about them because they've had so many good finishes here or Kashmir Keith or, or, you know, players of that nature. And it's like, well, wait, Tom Hoagie. Yeah. Tom Hoagie. Like the Matt Kuchar. I mean, like we're calling, we're throwing out these crazy names and I think that's Nick part Taylor. of, <laughs> yeah, well, that's part of yeah. the experience factor, but it's also part of what we've been conditioned so far. Four straight weeks of long bombs coming in. I don't think that's ever happened. Right. While we, while we've all been betting golf. And, um, I think Tiger Farmers used to be the official start. I think this is, you're going to see this is the official start to the season. These next three yeah. weeks are a big deal and it's hammer time. And uh, I can't wait to get into all this. Just got an email from Live Golf. Legion 13 unveiled as LIV's golf's first expansion team with the signing of your boy, Terrell Hatton. It's official. Terrell Hatton's not going to be there. Email just came out. Terrell Hatton has been a great pick this week. Yeah, he's, he's, I mean, you're talking about skill, skill sets, right? Yeah. You, you got to hit you, yeah, Hayden Buckley, happiest guy in the outside yeah, the Hayden media Buckley. center right now. Yeah. Uh, you got to hit the fairway. Right. This is the, the lowest average driving distance on tour. So what does that tell you? Well, we're playing at sea level. It's usually cool here. And yeah. And, uh, 283 is tour average. So you're 15 yards under. So, um, these guys are playing to positions and then from there it's an approach fest and you're putting on Poana to the small screens on tour. So, mm-hmm. um, let's get into it. Who can do that? Who can well, do let's that? See. All right. I mean, you got, you got your usual suspects on the top of the board here before we get there though. Let's, um, you know what? Let's let's go to our first look. You ready? Yeah. You ready? I'm gonna, you're gonna you're gonna have us lead us off. Here we go. Take us. Boom. Mad Max. Max Homa. Oh. Okay. That's where I'm going. That's my Max man. Max Homa. Yeah. <laughs> He's got six wins on tour. Four in California. His last three starts here, all top 15s. He's good on Poana. He went to Cal Berkeley, so you know he knows he's, you know he knows the climate up here. He's played a bunch here. And I think the guy's a mutter. I think he likes to get down and dirty. I watched him play two years ago when they moved the Wells Fargo to TPC Potomac in early May. And it was miserable like this. It rained every day. It was 50 degrees. And he won that event. And there's a couple guys on that leaderboard that are here again this week. And those are the types of guys that are grinders. And his ball striking's on point. Max is, he's got extra confidence from the Ryder Cup. For me, I think if anyone's going to break the streak, it's, uh, California kid Max Homa. That's, that's where I'm well, going. He's got to clean up, got to clean up a few of those, um, short miss putts, you know, that he, that he had last week, which he certainly can. You know, I've got some, you know, look, I, I've got you some stuff here because I, I figured we might talk about Max here a little bit. Check this out. Now, not many oh. have this info. Not many. Okay are going to break it down quite like this. You talk about the improved iron game, the improved wedge play. So I, I spent some time um, with his coach, Mark Blackburn, who's like the number one ranked coach right now in our industry. Yep. And um, and he shared some really good insight with me on on what Max did. And you can see there, old Max on the left, new Max on the right. Very different in, in the way that the, that shaft is organized. And I think very different in getting the club face a little bit more square on the right you can't see the face on the left it was a touch more open but on the right that shaft on plane that club had just slightly left of the hand slightly that's not laid off folks that's that's clean right there 
Now, yeah. interesting, interesting enough, and this is something that um, we talked about last week um, as far as uh, Shaflin is concerned with Taylor Montgomery. And Max kind of went down the same path here in his improvement with his wedge play. Got All things right. more organized as I showed you going back. Shaft on plane, face more square. Impact, look at the picture on the right. Shaft more forward than where it was on the left. He's definitely more on top of it. He's not hanging back as much. So these are the real changes that you know Max Homa has taken on over the last two or three years that I think has propelled him into a much improved wedge player and I think has propelled him into a much better ball striker altogether. Organizing the shaft in the face, more shaft lean, I think very similar to what we're seeing with Taylor Montgomery. So I like it. I think um, I think that's a good pick. Now, for me, my first look, I'm going to probably surprise you here a little bit. I liked what I was seeing with Justin Thomas. I like it. Whoa, whoa, you talk about a whoa. mutter. You talk about a mutter. You talk about someone who's not afraid to get down and dirty and get in there and get going. Justin Thomas is not afraid. I've liked what I've seen. Fifth at the Fortinet, third at the American Express. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't even know what to say? I don't. I honestly don't. I mean, there's there's a there's there's a million guys that I, I mean, did you not hear me? Two thousand and six, every winner. Prior experience. What do we got from JT? Well, what do we got? He was there, Wait, what do we he got? Was there at the U.S. Open. He was there at the U.S. Open, the American Express. He was third. I like it. I think, you All know, right. JT, here's the thing. Here's the thing about JT. And I know this is surprising you a little bit. It's surprising me. I'm going on, I'm going on a little different chart. It hasn't been, uh, just in case you haven't seen in the last four weeks, it hasn't quite exactly panned out the way that we all thought it would to this point. True. So true. Guilty as charged. Yep. JT, JT is a confidence player. JT is a streaky player. JT yep. gets it going. JT yep. doesn't matter where he's at in the country. JT is a grinder. And it's like yeah. JT's getting it going right now, folks. I can see it. The confidence is building. The drivers improved. The irons improved. His putters improved. Like, I, you know, look, 16, 17, 18 under here to win. One of the best players in the world getting confidence. I, I'm, I'm going there just because it doesn't make sense right now. Nothing makes sense in golf. Nothing. None of it. Like, PJ Tour it's, live doesn't make sense. These four guys that have won to this point doesn't make sense. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to go here. This is probably what he's expecting. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm going there because that doesn't make any sense. And I'm going to try to make sense. And so hopefully it doesn't make sense. So JT will win by two on Sunday. It's, it's your first click. So I'm going to let it go. But All right. had he come out a little bit later, man, the, uh, the rocket launcher would be fired back at you on that one. Here we but, go. Hey. So we're going to go to the top of the board here real quick, and then I'm going to let you steer us because I'm going to, it's time for an intervention here. Uh, well, not an intervention, oh, but it's just time for, it's time, <laughs> it's time for like, my God, what is going on with, I mean, Scheffler, I, I mean, these changes, right? It makes sense, but Keith, it's not getting any better. You know, his putting is not getting any better. And I thought it was going to get better. Now this isn't and look, I've been transparent. You go back to the podcast in 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 the previous, and I've talked about the changes that I would have made. I did a whole podcast on it, and I yeah. and I was encouraging him to go back to what he used to do. You can go check that out. But you know, he went down this path, which is wholesale changes. Makes sense, yeah. But to this point, spade to spade, it's not working. His putting hasn't improved, and so Scotty Shuffler, I'm getting concerned because. I picked you to win a lot this year, and I need this damn club to pick it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the one thing I would lean away from JT on is the same thing with Scheffler. The putter has to work here. You know, it just has to work. And it's gotten better though. Um, At least JT has has shown some signs here now. I mean, he's well. The thing with JT is that um, he's definitely a on a momentum rise. He's climbing. Yes. He's on the hockey. He's on the hockey yes. stick, right? Yes. He's mm -hmm. like, he's, he's getting ready to, to make a little shoot up. I think I, I, I totally agree with you there. Um, Scotty, the real measure, cause the weather's going to be wild this week and everything. The real measure will be next week when he's the two time defending champ, right? Can he, he putt at a place where he's obviously very comfortable? And if we don't see something there, then come Genesis, when we're doing this again, and, you know, 
I'm like in the intervention is needed. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what to tell you because there's I mean, going to be an point, intervention. It's like the definition of insanity. It is. Because, well, it's I mean, not though, but it's not because he changed. He, he, he changed his setup completely with Phil Kenyon and, and look, you know, you just got to call it what it is. Like he, I, you know, it, it looks, it looks good. I think there were some early returns there in, in the beginning and, and I liked it. But it still hasn't flipped the switch here to anything. We're, we're, the, the guy's still losing two or three strokes with the flat stick, and um, and so right. does he stay with it or does he go back to how he used to putt? Which is where I would have went, and I showed you the difference um, in what he was doing at the end of last year versus when he was making everything and winning every. All right, let's move on. Let's let's okay. That's enough with Scotty. Like we that just I I'm concerned. I'm concerned. It. Yes or no? Is it a physical qu- problem or a mental problem? Which well, one is it? I mean, look, I, I think just, that's just, where I think now it's becoming mental because I look at mental. Yeah, I, well, I think it. Well, I, but let me, let me explain. Like, I think when you go back to what he was doing right at the end of last year, it yeah. was his old setup, and and I showed you in the stroke the differences versus what he used to do. Right, like he, he used to have a little more shaft lean. The putter head would finish lower you know, kind of felt like he was hitting down on it more. And and then when he started to struggle, you saw it was the same setup, but the putter was swinging up more and the left elbow was giving way and all those things. Like, you could, like I, I broke that down. And so I think to me it would have been like, okay, same setup, maybe a little tweak here or there, but just, you know, kind of change the perception of the stroke a little bit, like hitting down on it more, lower finish. Now he's changed everything. So now it's like new grip, um, new posture, new yeah. form alignments. Everything's changed. And he's not making putts. And so now it's like I think you kind of get lost in between. It's almost like I always use this analogy. It's like when you change, when you make wholesale changes, Keith, and sometimes it's needed. It's riskier. You start walking up this bridge, right? And you're like, okay, I'm going up this bridge. Oh, my, my grip's new. Okay, my forearms are new. My posture's new. My ball position's new. Everything's new. I'm walking up this bridge, right? Pretty yeah. soon you get up to the bridge and you look back. And you're like, I can't see where I, I, what I, where I came from. Like, I can't see that far anymore. Right. And it just feels like you kind of get caught in the top of the bridge. Right. And you're like, man, you're looking back and you're like, man, I, I can't even remember where I, what I used to do. And yet you're, you can't even look down the other side yet because you're just kind of floating in space. And that's what happens. And that's when I think it starts to become mental. Now he could very well work himself out of this and it happens. Maybe he needs a little more times, a few more reps and he'll start walking down the other side of the bridge. It's just interesting, number one player in the world, wholesale changes, which I told you, it's risky. Um, we'll see what happens. All right, so other guys up top there. Rory, Vic, Xander, Cantlay, Spieth, Morikawa. Like those are, you know, a lot of these guys coming back for the first time, right, in the U.S. Open. Yeah. Um, you know, where are you at? I mean, Hovland's had a little history here. Shoffle, you know, kind of doing his things, right? Kind of hanging out there in the top 20. You know, he, he gets, makes his run up to the top, then he gets near the top, and then he kind of, you know, kind of falls back down a little bit. Um, any of those guys ready to win? Cantley's been kind of a mess to this point. I think um, there could be some science behind Victor winning here in 2018. You got to remember in that USAM, they need two golf courses. The second golf course was Spyglass. Mm-hmm. So uh, at the top of the board, I think. I mean, each one of them, there's a story there, right? Yeah. And one that like keeps them from winning and not, that's not the reason that like 100 to one winners keep winning, but like Rory, like if you take away the driver, that's his separating skill. Yes. He's yeah. vastly improved his wedge game, but that's his separating skill. Scott, the putter on POA, Victor, the best long iron player in the world, right? And we're not talking about off the tee. Like you're taking away like, you know, the, <laughs> their magic weapons, you know, Xander, it, I mean, the guy couldn't be any more well-rounded for everything but putting. And, like, the guy used to be a great putter. I, I don't understand what's going on there. I mean, it you can see it with, like, Finau and Scotty that there's, like, issues going on there. Like, you can see it through the TV screen. You can feel it. You can sense it, the anxiety. But, like, I don't get it with Xander, and it's, it's just not clicking for some reason. For me at mm-hmm. the top of the board, I have one question and one question for you only. If you're with me on Max, right? Because we can't fit them all in our betting card. Do you want Patrick Cantley or do you want Jordan Spieth? Which one do you want? Man. 
That's a, that's a, well, I, you know, I was big on Cantley early. I, I, I mean, Cantley feels safer. Spieth feels like he's got the higher ceiling. Um, we're talking about a mutter. I'd go Spieth. Yeah. I, I think Cantley's equally tough, but Jordan scores ugly and yeah. Jordan, um, has played yeah. here more often. And we need, uh, we need a mutter. We need, we need to, we need to, we need to shoot 68, um, when it looks like 72. Oh yeah. And I'm telling you the weather this week, it is, it is, yeah. it, it does not look good. It yeah. does not look good. You know, so at the top of the board, all those names, it's, it's, you know, we have this wonderful signature event 18. Now that we have official word from live, um, just an email to you though, that, that, that were you BCC'd on that or was that direct? It might have been just because, sent to me because they like for me to break all the news because, you know, they, <laughs> um, you know, I'm a huge live supporter. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, but I'm glad that we could break that news. You know, early is this the least attractive the top of the board has ever looked, considering that nobody's ever nobody comes to Pebble Beach because nobody wants to play in the pro am format and and watch Larry the Cable Guy and Bill Burry's you know deal that we've been you know falling asleep yeah. to on the couch on a Saturday afternoon for the last fifteen years. Hey, six of the last ten winners here. Again, it's the pro am. It's not this elevated signature field. But six of the last ten winners in a weaker field has been have had odds of plus thirty five hundred or less. I kind of throw right? it all out. I, I honestly I throw it all out this year. It's just the big boys are here now. Well, that, is, that favors what I just here. said. I know that, well, that 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 favors what I just said. Okay, so you love for when I steer and I go down the board. Okay, yeah, so I want take us take us to the middle of the board because I, I, I the top of the board is is not you happening. want you want Spieth over Cantley. I agree. Yeah. All right, let's go a little further down the board. You're going to hear wonderful stories about Tommy Fleetwood, how he grew up in, you know, England and he could play in bad weather. Yep. You're going to hear wonderful stories about Jason Day's history here. Forget that he missed the cut badly last week in Tory. You've yep. got JT Poston. You've got you've got names here. You know, I Hogarth played st- good last week. Oh, oh. That's your that's where you're going, isn't it? Oh, steal my thunder, right? Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, like okay, forget it. Forget it. Here's what I'm gonna say. Forget all those guys. Okay. okay. Hogard. Okay. Two reasons on Hogard, right? I knew it. Two reasons on Hogard. And again, he doesn't have the experience there, so call me what you want. But for a bomber, extremely great wedge player and putter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? That combination, and you know he's you know he's playing confidently right now. This kid's for real. Um, yeah. I, I think at that number that we're looking at, I, I think, you know, I mean, right at 50 to one, I think that's a fair play. You know, I, we would love it to be higher, but guess what? What did he do last week, folks? You know, like, I mean, some of these other guys and coming from where he's coming from, I feel like, I feel like he wants to battle. It's a big, strong, tough kid. Like, I feel like. He's going to get in the trenches for us, and uh, that wedge game is elite, and you need a wedge game here. I mean, if we didn't break it down enough earlier, folks, everybody hits to the same spot in the fairway. Everybody yep. does. doesn't matter how long you are. Use the eighth hole at Pebble Beach. There's a cliff there. Okay, maybe Jordan Spieth hits it five yards further than everybody, but they're all <laughs> playing from the same spot, right? Mm-hmm. And when they go to that spot, who is the best from basically 75 to 125, 135 yards and in to the green? And then who can put on Poana? That's what you need to do this week. I talk about this all the time, how wedge play isn't a differentiating skill in most weeks because it's a requirement on the PGA Tour to be good with your wedge. If you are great with your wedge this week, you will separate from the field. And 14 of the 20 par fours are going to play over the two courses are under 430 yards. When you're Nikolai Holgard with that wedge, you have a chance. And at 50 to 1, I get excited about that. Yeah, that's a good play. You know, I circled them too. I knew I, I, I could just sense this is where you were going to go with, uh, the middle of the board. And I think it's a great call on your, and I, and I agree a hundred percent. Um, you know, you start looking at 75 to 125, those distances, the dude is so good. Oh. Um, one of the best in the field. And it's a good segue into, um, as we get into the, you know, the middle of the board is Eric Cole, who, who's a guy that we've thrown around. And this is another guy that is really elite. 
from this and a guy that, uh, you know, the shorter distance off the tee might play a little bit, you know, into his, you know, a little bit more towards him. I think this is a good spot for him as well. If you want to sprinkle a little bit down the board, but before we get too um, excited about, you know, the middle of the board, I am going to have an intervention and it is going to be on this guy right here. Okay. Because look, Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh man. I don't, do I have to look at this? I mean, I, I, I watched it all last weekend. Look, you know, the, the, look, I, I wrote to fade him and everyone's like, oh, come on, his record and everything. What happened on Sunday? What is going on with the picture on the left, Tony? I mean, what is going on? Like you look at the way he's putting right now this year and how low his hands are. Look, I'll go. you can do that in the full swing and he does. And look, I think his swing looks great, by the way. It looks lengthened Ooh. out. Yeah. I mean, he hit a couple iron shots yesterday or last week. And I re, I, I was, I rewind it and listened to it again because it was so pure. Like it was unbelievable the sound, right? And, you know, and he's yeah. got those low hands and his swing looks lengthened out. And I love it. And then you get to the green and you're like, what in the hell is he doing? Why are his hands that low? Why is his right forearm that much higher than his left? Why is the toe of the club off the ground three inches? That's nothing the way that he putted, the way he putted. Um, his best with when you go back a few years, very upright. Look at the left wrist, completely opposite. It's unhinged. Now, he's had a variation of the right hand. He hasn't always done like this kind of pencil grip. He, you know, sometimes he's went a bit more conventional, but, but Keith, he's always been more upright like this, more like Steve Stricker. And, and, and so he's like, Hey, I think I'm going to make a tweak. Yeah. What are you thinking, Tony? I think I'm going to go completely the other way and lay the shaft down about 35 degrees. Like, what are we doing? Like, I don't get it. And I just, I don't, I don't get it. Like, what are you doing? It looks awful. He's got it. Now he's got a hit and a stroke. I mean, the reality is, is like if the guy just putted, had his head above water at all, yeah. as good as his ball striking is. Um, I don't know. I, I'm a Tony Finau fan. I just see, I see these things and it drives me absolutely berserk. I, I think it provides a great PSA PGA moment. For me, because you look at the left picture, and if you're an amateur that's watching this, just and you look at what you listen to what Travis just said. If you don't do things that match your body type, right, you are not going to reach your goals in golf. All right, everything that's going on there in the left, other than I like purple as a color, is has nothing to. It doesn't work. It just doesn't look like it works. Right. It doesn't look efficient. It doesn't look repeatable. Everything on the right looks like, well, hey, Tony's six four, he's six five. Okay, he's standing taller, right? He's got the putter shaft up taller. I mean, we're talking super basics here, folks. If you do things that don't look good in the mirror, they're not gonna they're not gonna come up with good results on the golf course. And I think your point's really well taken. I I mean, this is why this poor guy, I mean, you can't get top twenty on him numbers on him or whatever, but he's just that's where he's going to sit. And this is, this is why he's had these moments in his career where he just doesn't, you know, he just, the guy hits the ball beautifully. I mean, he oh absolutely, gosh. oh my God. I mean, I'm, I'm here, Travis. I hear it all the time. I mean, when you walk by and you hear the acoustics, it's, it's unbelievable. Like, there's like five guys on tour that hit it like that. Yeah. Literally five guys that hit it like that with that noise right that are out here right now and he's one of them and you just watch him. And, and it's what's funny is that almost all of them are plagued. With a bad putter, like a really yeah, bad putter, which is interesting, but let's move on. Let's All right. Move on. Now anyway, you're talking about my two. So hold you're on talking a second. about. I got a question for you. All right. I got a question for you. Okay. Because I'm, I'm, I, I want you to either give me the heads up or thumbs up or thumbs down. Okay. Um, I'll do my fif- best. Fif- Fifty to one. All right. Uh, Bo Hostler, is he ready? Is he ready? He's got a good history here. He's playing well. I see improvement in his game. I'm, I'm going to be doing some stuff on Bo's game here on my sites. Uh, interesting enough, I, I was, I actually caught up with his, I, his coach there for a while was, um, Dana Dahlquist. I talked to him on the phone yeah. this morning and they, they split up a few months back, which I didn't know that. Um, and so I thought Dana really had him on a good track and, um, and Bo's been kind of tracking nicely. I like his game. He's done well here. Is he ready, though, to take the step with the big boy field and get a win? Oh, boy. I I, I mean, you asked me. I'm going to go like that. 
Okay. Right now, now is is he a great DFS play this week? Is he a great yeah. placement play this week? His short game, his putting, his history around this place, uh, all of the above, right? But yeah. to win, I'm going thumbs down. Okay. I'm going thumbs down. Now, so you go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I, I was gonna say you brought up Eric Cole. Yes. Right. Which 50, in many 55 respects, to one sixty somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. In many respects, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you, I, to me, Eric Cole is like a poor man's Denny McCarthy. Right. And Denny's sitting at like 80 to one. If you like a guy like Eric Cole, I, I love Denny McCarthy this week. Okay. When you don't have to pull out driver all the time, you can play positional, reasonably good approach player, good short game. You know, he's got good history there. I think he's got an 11th and he's got these, like his last two starts are like in the top 12. Um, he, he plays difficult situations well. Why does Denny McCarthy show up in U.S. Opens, right? Like year after year, people are like, who is this guy? First of all, he's an athlete. If, if you went down, you know, the top 100 in the official world golf rankings, he would be one of those guys that could be like a point guard at Kentucky. He could, he could be a slot receiver for the Patriots back in the day. Like I, I firmly believe that about him. And I think when the conditions are this extreme, right, I think that it serves him well. He grew up in the Northeast in Maryland. He's played in conditions like this before. I was talking about that TPC Potomac before. He had a good week that week there. He was a hometown guy. Um, And the putter, making putts inside 10 feet is crucial here. You know, I was looking into this. Strange thing about Pebble, playing Pebble, is that the winners here average like the differential is like 2.6 strokes over the last 10 years, like margin of victory. So like there aren't close events here. It's not a week to bet a playoff, I guess is my point, right? I mean, Tiger won here by 15. It's obviously an extreme, but like, (laughs) you know, like Mm -hmm. the guys that get it done here over the course of 72 holes, they make a lot of putts inside 10 feet and it distances them from the field. Who can do that? Bo Hosser could do that. Sure. Eric Cole Mm -hmm. could do that, right? Who's proven they could do it and compete against a signature event. Denny McCarthy and at 80 to one, because he's been intermittent lately to start the season. Um, don't forget he was good at RSM and he didn't play all fall. And then he came back at century Eh, is century a good fit for Denny. No, right. Like this is a good fit golf course for him. Yep. He's proven that in the past. And I think it, folks, it's going to get ugly. It's, it's going to get ugly, right? I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm like, I am here, right? I can tell you it is already soft. And it's going to blow, and it's like, you know, I have, like, three more layers to put on before I go back outside today, right? Like, this is this is a problem. And I think he's the type of guy that can contend here. And if you like Eric Cole, then I, I think a much more proven commodity is Denny McCarthy, and I'm going to go there instead. Well, you know you don't have to convince me of Denny. Because um, yeah. I've been waiting on Denny. I'm a little surprised, though, because, you know, you were you – were, um, educating me or I should say lecturing me on win equity this year this year so I thought yeah. maybe you know I thought maybe you would kind of go different, how, how, different how's that worked there. out so far this year <laughs> I know that's where I was gonna go I was gonna go that you stole my thunder uh <laughs> lecture me on win equity with those four names that uh I mean, come on out. we had an oh, amateur god right oh. we we got two recovering alcoholics an amateur and then a guy who's nobody's name can even pronounce. You yeah. know, I mean, like, <laughs> that's why they call it the four-day lottery, baby. Yep. You know, like, 400 to one in four days. Yeah. Denny's driver's been a problem. Um, I don't know what's going on there. His iron yeah, game, I is. think his his iron game has started to, to, to show signs. If, if you're into positive 8.2 strokes game putting his last time out, um, you know, Denny's yeah. can get, Denny, Denny will give that to you. Denny, I told him he was on the pod and, and we were talking about his putting. And I said, you're just like, when I watch you putt, like, you know, when I'm on site and I watch him in tournaments, I was like, you're just intimidating as all get out from the very beginning. The way you walk into your putt, approach it, set up and go. I mean, you just look like you know what the hell you're doing <laughs> and you look you know, super confident. It's really interesting to watch, right? When, when you see, I mean, Denny's one of the best putters in the world. I mean, he's, you know, oh, yeah. Taylor, Montgomery, Taylor Montgomery, Taylor Montgomery, Danny McCarthy, um, 
you know, it's JT Poston, JT Poston, Cam Smith. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you watch him and it's like that, that dude knows what he's doing. (laughs) He's just so confident, um, approaching it. Yeah. I would love to see Denon McCarthy get that win. Yeah. We, you know, of course he's been close now a couple of times. I think you bring up some valid points on, um, a tough golf course because, you know, look, minus 18, minus 19 um, is kind of where we've been. So are you? do you think we'll be 15, 14? I mean, it's going to be soft, right? I mean, it's going to rain Wednesday, so. Yeah, the wind is it looks rough. Is, and okay. Keep, okay. keep in mind, you had three days. You had a third weaker golf course, and you had three days uh, or four days of amateur pins. So, like, the PGA Tour has to keep it somewhat, you know, uh, they, they they can't just tuck every single pin when you have all these AMs in the field. That's why one of the reasons why the Amex becomes such a shootout is it because they're putting pins in places that they shouldn't be putting them for PGA Tour pros, especially the, like this field, right? So I think that, you know, combined with the weather and what we're going to see um, from whole locations over the weekend, I, I think that this the, if, if they get to like, if they get to 15, I think I'd be surprised. I, I think you're looking at a um, like a, like a, uh, I like a ten to thirteen, you know. I mean, I think fourth place gets a million dollars, right? If you gave yep. me thirteen under par right now and I didn't have to play in all of this, I I feel like I'd win at least a million dollars this week, you know. And I, I, it's just from what I'm seeing here now. If the weather drastically changes and the storm system moves away, which we're right on the coast, and it it, it most certainly could, you know, all bets are off on that. But like, if this thing stays the way it looks right now, um. You know, Sunday it's supposed to be blowing like 30 and it's going to be 52 degrees and it's going to be pouring rain. Yep. So, you know, I, for me, I, I think, I think where your head's at on that, I think you're, I think you're going down the right road there. From okay. What I right, see here on site. Let's, let's get into, um, a few things here. Uh, Dan, let's get into some odds because this is probably where the winner is going to come from, um, based off the, yeah. The last four weeks, I mean, you got Justin Rose, the defending champ at 70. Wyndham Clark, um, you know, Chris Kirk won earlier this year. He's at, I see a lot of 80s on the board. Brian Harmon won the Open Championship last year. He's at 70. Adam Hadwin, uh, Jaeger was close last week at 90. There's my boy Cam Smith. I see a few 80s and 90s on him out there. Man, his iron game has not been good. Surprising. I mean, his putting's been fantastic, and you know how I feel about Cam, but his iron game has not been good. There's, there's Matthew. I mean, he won. Straka, Brendan Todd. I think's a guy that could, you know, look. He could, he could make some noise here. I'm not sure if he could win, but he'd be someone that I would look as a DFS play for sure. Um, look at Fowler the, down there. I know, right? I mean, is there, that is, guy is, won. Is we, I know. It's crazy. You start stretching anyway. the odds here a little bit. Like I like what Taylor Montgomery's doing all of a sudden. You know, he's uh, he, Taylor Montgomery. I'm not going to pick him to win, but I'm proud of him. You know, I we, I told you at the end of last year that dude needs to go figure out his irons. And you know yeah. what? I think he has. I think he has put the work in, similar to what I showed with Max. And I'm excited. I I, I want Taylor Montgomery to turn into an upper third player that can win. I like watching him. That dude putts to the ocean. It's not even fair how good of a putter he is. He's good. Well, I mean, he, his dad is, runs Shadow Creek. So, I mean, those are some of the toughest greens that Fazio ever made. Uh, so it doesn't surprise me if you grew up there that you'd be a good putter. Otherwise, you just quit the game. Nick you know, Dunlop. Like, all yeah. the way down here, 100 to 1. What if he comes out and wins again? Turns pro, wins again. Well, then he'd get <laughs> he'd get 700 FedEx Cup points, which he didn't get 500 <laughs> two weeks ago. <laughs> Thanks, thanks for playing. You don't get a million five, and you don't get your FedEx FedEx Cup points, but that's okay. You know anyway, who's I, you know it, you know who's not comfortable with the lead, but is a very very good elite player, or not elite, but is a very good player from Europe is Thomas Dietrich. That that guy's just not comfortable with the lead. He, he's just yeah. that you, you can see it. He, I mean, I I like his game. And then he gets, he's right there in the lead. Thomas Trich is going to win. And it's like a completely different player. I mean, it's like, it looks like, um, Lamar Jackson did in the AFC championship game. Just all of a sudden you're, you're not the same person. It, you're, you're, you're that person, but you're not doing the yeah. same things. You don't look as smooth and comfortable. Um, it, the game is moving a little too fast. Like he's got to, he's got to, he's got to get a little tougher on Sunday. 
but I like Thomas Dietrich. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody down here, if you had to, if you had to stretch it and say, I mean, Nick Taylor, look, Nick Taylor last four or five years, probably the best strokes gain, um, in anybody in the field. Now, granted, a lot of these big guys haven't been here, but look, if you want to, you want to go past history and sprinkle a little on Nick Taylor down there around 70, 80 to one, I don't think you'd get much pushback from that. Would you? I'm I'm not going to bet these guys outright, but they're definitely going to be on my placement card. They'll be on my DFS teams. But the guys down here that I like that, you know, that are over 100, 100 to 1, I like Adam Hadwin when we're on POA. Uh, I also like him in tough conditions. I think his game kind of suits. Uh, I mean, the wedge accuracy, the putting, um, his ability to get around. I like Kashmir Keith here. Uh, he has a very strong history here. His part, his playing partner in the amateur division is Josh Allen. I think they both have a chip on their shoulder, not just Josh Allen because of two weeks ago, but I also think because uh, they came in second last year to that handicap discrepancy with Aaron Rodgers. I think that, you know, they're going to be playing. I think, you know, you're not going to throw elements at Josh Allen and say, hey, like this is going to bother you today that it's 55 and raining. You know, the guy has a quarterback in Buffalo. So, um, Kevin Yu is a wonderful ball striker and a great match for this golf course, but like his putting's never been great. Um, you remember last summer, he was a great, like, you know, 6K DFS guy at all these different golf courses where you need to make a ton of, you know, birdies with a wedge and everything. And like, it was like, yeah, you know, but he's been putting better as of late. So I, I do like him down in this range. And I would say the other guy, I got to find him here. He's sitting down there just under 200 to one at, at 175 to one. Um, he, I, if you don't have Mad McNeely on your card at Pebble Beach, what are you doing? Yeah. Right. What are we doing? You know, I mean, he, thankfully he saved me a top 40. He did not have a good Sunday at Tory, but he's back from his major medical. He's a great putter, good wedge player. He grew up up here. He knows the golf courses. He's going to know how to play in this kind of in wind and weather. I mean, one of the things that people don't realize about these places they think they're next so that they're they're in florida where you are right and they're like oh i'm at the beach like there's the water there's the sand there's my house right like there's cliffs here spyglass hill is spyglass hill right like there's a ton of elevation changes you throw in the elements and everything and you don't have the experience of like what goes how far like if it gets to sunday and you've got to hit seven iron on 106 yard par three out on a peninsula at pebble beach you would like to have known that you've hit that shot before because you played in those conditions, and Mad McNeely has. Can he win this thing? Probably not. But the number on a top 20 is going to be favorable on a top 40 at 175 to 1 is probably enough to double your money. And he's definitely a great DFS play. So if I'm going down here and I'm looking for names because you got Murderer's Row at the top, um, those are the names I'm pulling out for you. Okay. I like that. I'm, I'm, I'm in on Adam, Adam Hadwin. I, I sprinkled a little there. Um, I sprinkled a little there. He's what is he seventy eighty right now? I think currently. I think that's a good. I think that's a good. Uh, played good. Played good last week or two weeks ago. He's the American Express. He had top ten, I believe. Yeah, American Express. He was sixth. Yeah. Um, fourteenth at the Century. You know, I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm in on Adam. Adam Hadwood. You know, the only name I think you make some good points there. The only name I would probably. You know, maybe you go down the board is a Brandon Wu. You know, he yeah. was good history there. last year. Good history. 150 yeah. if you wanted to, you know, spring a few bucks way down there and you had to pick someone, I think I would probably go Wu. Um, you know, and that's saying something because Griffin has played played pretty well. Marcus Hubbard's hitting the ball very well. Just can't quite do enough um, with the putter. He's down there. You know, does he catch fire with the flat stick maybe? Hubbard, good history there. Good California kid. Yeah, California you know. guy. Yep. I was just going to say. So, you know, those are a few angles, right? Those are kind of some of the notes I made, you know, down at the end of the board if you wanted to try to stretch it and like keep this streak going. Like, yeah, I'm in on the 150 to one. I'm in on the 175 with Brandon Wu. And let's just keep this winning streak going of, of what has been no question. Just when you thought last year was bizarre. And then you roll into this year and you still don't have any answers and you go Chris Kirk, Grayson Murray, Nick Dunlop, and Matthew Pavone. You know, I, I'm going to give Chris Kirk credit. Chris Kirk went to the University of Georgia. He's a dog. 
That guy can play. I know. I know. He's I know. he's yeah. he's won yeah. what five or six times on tour, yeah. and like that one. was yeah, you know. So like the reason he was two hundred to one in that field was because of like it was fifty eight other guys that are yeah. like you know yeah. top ten in the world. But like those other three, give me a break. Yeah, I mean, you've got Ben on and Keegan in that playoff, and that guy makes a 30-footer. He didn't make 30 feet of putts all day in the final round combined, Yeah, and he makes that bomb. And then the next week you have the amateur just takes down both JT and Sam Burns, and they fold like a cheap suit. You know, like yep. it's crazy. You know, and then it is. You, you've got Pavon the other day just down there just tamping grass down all over the place. I mean, Ooh. whatever it takes to win, we're doing it. It's a, if you're 140 to 1, let's go. That ball came you know, out with a lot of spin. <laughs> from Kukulia. Come on. What are we talking about? Wow. Shut this thing down before I get going because right. I'll, I'll, I'll go off on that. All right. Go get yourself a cup of coffee um, and an umbrella and, um, you know, set, get get into a safe spot. You're going to have a lot of time tomorrow. So, you know, pace yourself. Sleep in. I know you're probably on East Coast time a little bit. And, you know, just hit the snooze. Try to get yourself on West Coast time. Okay. And because you're going to have a long day tomorrow with that weather coming in. And um, we'll be in touch here as the week goes on. This was good. Good breakdown here. I, I, I'm excited. I, you know, look, I, I think I'm so, I, when I, when the schedule came out and I saw this was a signature event, I was very excited because how can you not love Pebble Beach? I was exhausted on the, on the format that it was. This tournament needs it. It, it deserves it. And I am really pumped that the best players are there. And that we're rolling it, you know, look, the Pro-Am's great, and it's a celebration of of the sponsors, right, of the PGA Tour. You got a lot of the executives there, which is great, and they can have their time Thursday, Friday. But let's clean the slate. Let's put the golf course on center display. Let's put the best players on one of the best golf courses. Let's have some weather. Let's have a um, a primetime finish here on the East Coast. I'll pour myself a little glass of wine, and off we go, and we get ourselves a winner on Sunday, which is probably going to be, it's not going to be Tony Finau putting like that. We know that. Um, <laughs> Poor Tony. It's going to be Justin Thomas. We, we're going to have a mutter. He's going to be grinding. He's going to be coming his hats on backwards. And it's just, I can feel it. JT is on his way up. No one plays on momentum like him. Your lips to God's ears, you know. <laughs> Keith, are you, are you on site next week? Yeah, next three weeks. I mean, it's a big, it's a big run right here. Okay. Um, I'm on the road for 22 straight days. Okay. So, but don't, don't worry. There's more than one cashmere Keith in Monterey this week. All right. <laughs> I'm prepared. I'm prepared. So rain suit and all. I'm ready to roll, my friend. There's nothing quite like being on a stripe show. Get me out of here. Let's go. All right. Keith Stewart at Read the Line. See you next week. Nice.